In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The parable of today is about the unjust steward. And this parable is one of the most difficult parables to understand. It's a story about a rich man who had a steward and accusation was brought to the rich man that the steward is wasting his goods. A steward like a manager. So we have the owner and the manager. So he heard that the manager is wasting his goods, his money. So he called him and told him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship. So how this steward reacted? He called the debtors and he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? He told him 100 measures of oil. So he told him, take your bill and write 50. And the second one, he asked him, how much do you owe my master? He said, 100 measures of wheat. He told him, take your bill and write 80. So we can see here some dishonesty to his master. Instead of telling them, you need to pay, he actually reduced the debt for them. But to our surprise, we find that the master commended the unjust steward. And the reason, because he dealt shrewdly. And then the Lord Jesus Christ made some comments about this parable. Before I comment on the comments, let us understand why the master, the owner, commended the steward or the manager because he dealt shrewdly. Shrewdly means wisely, but wisely in a cunning way, wisely in a worldly way. There are two interpretations here. One interpretation, this manager had commission. So when he asked the debtors to write 80 instead of 100 or 50 instead of 100, he actually did not take his commission. So instead of taking his commission, he actually wrote the actual debt. But the other interpretation that he indeed actually reduced the debt in favor of the debtors, not in favor of the owner, in order to make friendship with these people. So when he is fired from his stewardship, these people can help him to find a job or to start his life. And most probably the second interpretation is more accurate than the first one about the commission. Because it's difficult to be the commission 50% to the person who told him, write 50 instead of 100%. Nobody takes commission 50%. So most probably he reduced the bill in the favor of the debtors, not in the favor of the owner. But here, how the owner commended him. 
He commended him not because of his injustice, but he commended him for planning for his future. As he said, what shall I do for my master is taking the stewardship away from me? I cannot dig, I am ashamed to beg. So what can I do? So he started to plan for the future. And the way he planned for the future, he said, let me make friends. And these friends, when I am put away from my stewardship, they will help me. They will help me to find job, to start my life again, etc. That's why he reduced the bill for them. So, sometimes when, like, thieves steal a bank in a very smart way, you say, oh, these are very smart thieves. Nobody was able to trace what they were doing. So you are not praising the act of stealing itself, but you are impressed by the planning. Sometimes when we speak about September 11, what happened here in the United States, definitely we don't praise what the terrorists have done on that day. But sometimes we say they planted in a way that the CIA, FBI, nobody was able to discover this plan. And they were able actually to hit the two towers in New York. So what we are praising here, not the act of terrorism, it's a crime. But their plans, how they planned. So here the owner praised the planning he is planning for the future. That's why the first comment the Lord made on this parable, he said, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than sons of light. Sons of the world are the non-believers. Sons of the light are the believers. So he said, the sons of the world are more shrewd, more wise. Why? Because they make plans for the future. They have retirement plan, they have life insurance. So there are plans, investment, they plan for to pay the college for their children, etc. But the sons of light, the believers, we don't plan for our eternal future. We may imitate the sons of the world in planning for our life here. Our life here that may extend up to 100 years, we plan for it. But do we plan for the eternal life? Are we ready for eternal life or not? Then the Lord said, learn from this unjust steward. How he planned, he made friends. So when he is put away from his stewardship, this friend, he will help, they will help him. So he said, I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. Make friends means use your money here to help the poor, to help the needy, 
support them, make friends. We call Abba Abraham, the bishop of the Fayyum, the friend of the poor, the friend of the poor. He made many friends. The mercy that he showed to this poor and needy will actually intercede for him on the last day. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So the Lord told us, learn from this unjust steward how he planned for the future by making friends. And you make friends by helping the poor and the needy. But the Lord used the word unrighteous mammon. What's unrighteous mammon? Mammon means the money. Unrighteous mammon, actually everything here in the world is unrighteous. If we compare it with heaven, heaven that's pure, that's righteous. Since the fall of Adam and Eve, there is corruption in the world. Since the fall of Adam and Eve, there is unrighteousness in the world. That's why all what we have is considered unrighteous, not perfectly right. It's not like the righteousness in the kingdom of heaven. So that's why the Lord said, this mammon is unrighteous. Use it to make friends. So when we die, these friends will intercede for us the acts of mercy will intercede for us. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So, I will be received in everlasting habitation. Then the Lord, the second comment he made, he who is faithful on what is least, is faithful also in, in much. What's considered here, is if we compare it to the riches of the heavenly inheritance, is considered least, is considered nothing with the inheritance of eternal life. That's why the Lord said, if you are unfaithful in what's least, how God will trust you on the riches of the eternal life? So we need to be faithful. And part of faithfulness is to show mercy to the poor and the needy. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. When actually you are not honest in helping the poor and the needy in paying the tithe, you are unjust. Can you imagine if I give you $10 and I tell you, nine take them for yourself, but $1 give it to this person. Then you keep the $10 for yourself. That's dishonesty. This is injustice. That's why the Lord asked us to give 10% of our income. If we keep it for ourselves, then we are unjust. So the Lord is saying, if you are unjust in what is least, again, anything you have it here on earth is considered least. Even if you are milliardaire, what you have here is considered nothing when it's compared with the true riches in eternal life. So if you are unjust in what's least, 
Who will trust you with what's much? Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? If you are unfaithful here, how God can trust you with the eternal life? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man, what is another man's? What another man, we can understand it in two ways. Number one, the 10% is not yours. They belong to others. So if you keep them for yourself, then you are not honest, not faithful. So the Lord is saying, if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, how will give you what's your own? What's your own is the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven. But the other way to understand it, that who is the owner? The owner is God. And we are here just a steward. Then all what we have is not ours. We are born naked. And when we we'll die, we will go and be buried naked. Then all what we have here is not ours. It belongs to God. And God gave it to us. So we need actually to be faithful in what belongs to God. We are just stewards. We are managers, not the owners. That's why we need to manage our money God's way, not our way. We need actually to seek His guidance how we should manage our money, what our belonging. Because if you have not been faithful in what's another man's, who will give you what's your own. So, in addition to all these comments, this parable gives us two important principles. The first principle that we are stewards, we are not the owners. Many times we behave here as if we are the owners. This, my money, I will manage it my own way. And stewardship is not about money only. Your children, your children are not yours. Children are inheritance from the Lord, as the psalmist says. They belong to God. So you need to raise them God's way, not your way. You need to raise them as God told you, not as you see it right. That's the first principle, the principle of stewardship. But the second principle is the principle of accountability. As this owner in this parable said to the manager, the steward, give an account of your stewardship. God, each one of us, on the day of judgment, he will ask us to give an account of our stewardship. Then he will ask you, I give you time. How did you use it? Give an account of your stewardship. I give you children. I give you energy and health. I give you intelligence. I give you money. I give you job. I give you position. How are you using all these talents? Are you acting in these talents and gifts as a steward or as owner? Give an account of your stewardship. That's why the church reminds us in the third watch of midnight hour when the Lord said, Who is the wise and faithful steward? 
We need to be wise and faithful in the gifts that God entrusted us with. Who is the wise and faithful steward? If you have business and you want to appoint a manager, what are the two important qualities you are looking for? Wisdom in order to run the business successfully and to make a profit and also to be honest, to be faithful in order not to steal you. That's why the Lord said wise and faithful, wisdom and faithfulness. The two important qualities in any steward. God will ask all of us give an account of this stewardship. So let us be wise as the children of the light. Let us work for our eternal life, for our future. Yes, it's okay to prepare for our earthly life, but it is not wise to prepare for 100 years and don't prepare for eternal life. May the Lord grant us the wisdom in order to use our talents and gifts wisely and faithfully. So in the last day, we will hear the joyful voice saying, Well done, good and faithful steward. You are faithful on what's least. I will appoint you on what's much. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.